I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to enjoy an alcoholic beverage or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know nothing about the drinks that we love to quaff, and that unbelievably, there will be some types of liquor out there that we are not acquainted with. And as we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to tipple and drink along with us while we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdict if we are going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it so you don't have to. And it's definitely not just an excuse to open up the drinks cabinet on a Monday night. Heaven forbid. Okay, we'll start right now recording the intro and Lou's made a request that she has to go and say goodbye to her GC so we need to hurry up with the intro. Oh yeah, he's leaving me. Go for good? Well, I hope not, no, for a couple of days, but he'd better bloody well come back because I'm not marrying myself, am I? No, no, no. Where's he going? Where's the GC I don't going? know. I don't take any interest, Sally. Oh, any... <laughs> Have you had a nice week? I think so. Oh, I've been to Stockholm and Helsinki. That's where I've been. And it was really nice. Really, really nice, actually, because we had a bit of time in each city. We had very early flights, which is never nice. But it did mean that when we got there, we had an afternoon in a new city. And then we did some gigs and it was lovely. Really fun. What about you? Oh, what have I done? Um, I've made bunting again. Of course you have. I've just been furiously sewing. Oh, I've got we... some. I've got some um, bias binding now. You yeah, know you what... don't, don't know what that is, do you, Sal? And actually, you've got a reason for this, but no, I don't know what that is. And you're you were about to tell me, and I just trod over you. Yeah, it's there. fine. But it's you've fine. um you've got a reason for the bunting, haven't you? Whereas normally, I know that we need to step in and have an intervention when Lou's doing patchwork. Yeah, don't we? This is this is happy patchwork. This, yeah. this time. This, yeah, this yeah. This is bunting. got a reason and a future, yeah. this bunting house, yeah. isn't it? I've got between now and whenever we get married to, to get the bunting ready. Is it all different colours? What What's the scheme? It's all different colours. There's no scheme. It's is chaos, it, Sally. Is it just it's, Union it's Union Jacks, isn't it? It's all Union Jacks. It's all the racist have. flags from all around the world. <laughs> Lots of UKIPI ones. There's some EDL flags. There's some... BNP flags. There's um yeah, there's lots of racist flags. Lots of memorabilia. Um, uh, take a photo of some of the bunting so we can put on the socials. Okay. Or, or do you not want it shown yet? Do you want to wait till after the wedding? Let's wait till after the wedding. Oh, look, listen to me. Doesn't matter. We'll do whatever doesn't you want. Matter. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm a bit drunk to be honest because yeah. I've just had a, a can of of um passion star martini cocktail. Yeah. I had to read it. That's that's yeah, how so drunk I. I am. Couldn't uh, remember what I was drinking because of I lovely Laura actually, Lex. Um, I can't actually read the ingredients in it, so I... You can't it. read anything. No, you're right. This is me and my massive font. The Tell the listener I... about your massive font. <laughs> <laughs> On her phone, she has about three letters per screen. <laughs> that was a massive font. You said to me, look at your massive font. I was like, there's nothing wrong with my font. And you went, look at my phone in comparison to yours. Yours is like one of those eye test charts. Can you read the bottom line? <laughs> no, I can't read the bottom line. <laughs> no. And I'll stick with my three letters on the page, thanks. <laughs> you have to, otherwise you'd never get anywhere in that. What I need is a tablet to read. That could be my phone. <laughs> Can you imagine me dialing people up? <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, let's listen to the podcast while I try and magnify the bugging ingredients on this drink. <laughs> Sounds like a parent, doesn't it? Amanda, just for the, <laughs> for the listener, our producer disappears before the record and she says, I'll be here if you need me. Like one of us is going to fall over and cut our yeah. knee. If yeah, anybody needs TCP on anything. I don't know how she would sort of swoop in though, Sally. I don't know, unless it's like, oh God, they've they've drunk all of the drink and need to send a moped round. A with paramedic. A, oh, I was gonna say with more booze. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're joined by the wonderful Laura Lex. Good afternoon, Laura. How are you, please? Good afternoon. I'm very well. Yeah. All right. We were just lovely sunny Tuesday, isn't it? Oh yeah. We were just commenting on your lovely backdrop before we started recording. Laura has basically got what can only be described as kind of New York basement comedy club backdrop, haven't you, Laura? Which is very cool. Well, I moved house in May 2020. Like you know, after the first severe lockdown, we moved and um moved into this house and this wallpaper was here when we got here and I sort of didn't know when we put the offer in on the house that I'd be gigging in front of this like mm. brick wallpaper for best part of a year but here we are it's do you know right. do you know anything about the previous owners then as to why they put the brick wall wallpaper up no I don't know I I think it looks all right it's yeah. quite a believable one yes. they use this as a sort of spare room I think well if you were to it's put right up peel... in the roof Peel that wallpaper off, would there be a real life brick wall behind it? No, I reckon it'd be just plaster like the other oh, one. Oh, I see. I reckon. It's got oh, that I like see. swirly plaster that was big in the 70s, you know? Oh. And it's not really that. I know what you mean. What do they call it on the ceilings? Oh, my, because I've got it in my kitchen. Artex. Yeah. Not really, I thought if I leave this up here long enough, because it's still in my kitchen, I wonder if it'll come back round. And actually, my old next door neighbour who was in her mid-twenties, she came in one day and went, cool ceiling. You could like paint them all different colours. And I thought, oh, it's on its way back. It's on its way back. (laughs) I'll tell you what's on its way way back, guys. Oh, Swiftlink, Swiftlink, the passion star martini. That's the choice of uh, our guest, Laura Lex, this afternoon. You, you've gone for a Marks and Spencer's version, though, Laura. Yes, they well, sell them in train stations. <laughs> ah, well, I neither have a train station nor a Marks and Spencer's or anything else within my vicinity apart from a Morrison's. So I've gone for a Morrison's own. Lovely. Oh, oh she's got yes. peace. I have. I'll, I'll tell you what I oh. did. I made the effort and I went to a Marks's. You. Oh, that was very passive aggressive, Sally. Mm, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I made the effort. Yeah, my, I went my out my way. My, my nearest Marks and Spencer's is forty minutes away, Sally. Oh, that's that's too much. That's too isn't much. it? Isn't yeah. it, Laura? Dedication is what she needs. Yes, a bit of Roy Castle. <laughs> I want to be a record breaker. <laughs> in case that Not... went over anybody else's yeah. heads. You How old are you, Laura? Thirty-six. <gasps> God, I feel old. Right, I'm opening this. <laughs> I've opened mine and I poured it. I'm ahead of the yeah. game. Oh, you've poured it. You're not even just drinking it from the can. You are fancy. Put it into a glass. Are you fancy, madams? Yeah, cheers, 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 cheers. Cheers. I've go. got a cup of tea because I've got to drive later. I do have one in my fridge, but I thought don't mm. have that because you've got to do a gig later. You know, I didn't Sugar. know what it was going to taste like. I'm not going to give you my verdict yet. Anyway, I had no idea what it was going to taste like. Oh, it's got Ooh. two. Mine's got two measures of vodka. How many has yours got, Lou? Mark's has uh, um, two measures in. Mine will not commit to telling me exactly how much of anything it's got in it. It's got, <laughs> it has, although, got an iconic blend of vodka, passion fruit, mm. and a flavour. Iconic blend, yeah. Yeah. 
And what it tastes like is that uh, cream soda. Oh. Do you remember cream soda? I do. It was always a bit sweet for my palate, Mm. cream soda. My mum used to put ice cream in it and make a cream soda float. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Laura, so you discovered this um, passion star martini purely by gigging and having to get trains and thinking... Three for eight quid at the train station. So if you're feeling flush, you can have three and then your train journey goes a lot quicker. And like, because it is two measures of vodka, one does give you a lovely buzz. Like, you know, you can just have one and just go, oh, I feel all just a little bit fruity. Bit warm. And it's just nice. And, and you know, if it's from Marks and Spencer's, people don't judge you for drinking booze on the train then. It's not like opening a, like a lager can, you know, mm. and, yeah. and getting judged for it. So if you, it depends on the drink, doesn't it? Public drinking. It's a very so. good point. Very good point. Do you remember Marks and Spencer? I don't know if they do them anymore. They used to have little glasses of wine, which were already in the glass with a oh, foil top. Lovely. Peel the top off. But yes. it was never very good wine, I have no. to say. I just thought, I think I'd, I'd do what you do, Laura. I'd go for the can of mi- already mixed booze. Yeah. Well, I used to work in a kitchen shop um, before I was a comedian. And one of the most like life-changing things I ever did was um, a course where we looked at Riedel wine glasses. So they make wine glasses specific to the to different grapes. And they showed us how much wine tastes different depending on the vessel you're drinking it from because it's all about how much oxygen comes into your mouth and the shape your mouth's in, like how it funnels onto your taste oh. buds. And it was almost like witchcraft. Like they gave us a little bit of wine in one of those little throwaway plastic cups and you taste it and you're like, yeah, that tastes like cheap wine. And then they put it in the right glass and you'd swear it wasn't the same liquid. You'd be like, no, that's not. It was like a magic trick. So some of that M&S wine being bad might have been the glass shape that if it's a red, you want it to be in like a bowl shape you know, to like get a lot of air in with it. I think it is. I can't remember the details, but when they're all just in the generic same glass, it can really do a disservice to some wines. Mm. I won't have wine out of a plastic glass. No, I get ever, I, oh, I get ever so angry. It's a very tricky incident, one Edinburgh, Laura, where uh, it was, it all kicked off and uh, Sally was <laughs> The less said about it, the better. I we think. don't talk was... about that day, but, and then, then we walked into another pub and a man, Tripped over nothing and spilt two pints of lager over himself. But anyway, that was a different day. Did you just it? burp? Oh, did you just burp? No. Oh, you sound as though you just did a little secret burp. Um, no. <laughs> it wouldn't have been secret, Sally. No. If I was going to burp, I would have done it. You know, I'm very <laughs> proud of my wind. <laughs> when have you ever known me to do a secret burp? <laughs> Laura. Well, you, yeah, that's true, actually. It's a good yeah. point. We would know. Laura, um, what was your training drink when you were growing up? What was your your drink of choice? Or well, it probably was wasn't necessarily choice, drink of necessity when you were growing up. I, I think it was reef. Do you remember Reef? Yeah. It was like the WKD era, but Reef was flat. So it didn't make you feel as like burpy and churny sick. Um, Was that the bright red one? I I remember an orange one. Mm, I remember an orange one. It was always the one that you'd do a strawpedo with, you know, where you like put Mm. the straw in and just go, because it's flat. Again, I think like Hooch, I remember having Mm. as an early. It's probably why I like all these like poppy cans of sweet stuff now but reef was a big one i think and smirnoff black ice oh, never yes. liked smirnoff ice i liked smirnoff black oh. ice well, oh, what was, was the that difference one, yeah it was clear and i think it was just a little bit 
maybe sweeter. I can't remember oh, how I'm could it get sweeter than Smirnoff Ice. I know what you're thinking. But like the Smirnoff Ice was cloudy, but Smirnoff Black Ice was clear. Oh, oh, I didn't know. I don't remember heard Smirnoff of that Black before. Ice. I'm writing that down as well. We mm. like to write things down. <laughs> It's because we're menopausal and we can't remember anything. That's why. <laughs> who are you? Who are you? What am I doing? I don't here? know who I am on a daily basis, Sally. Man off black oh. eyes. I like that. So you had all the drinks that would just put socks on your teeth and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I think the only spirit I could ever we'd have things like Malibu and stuff like you mm. know Malibu and Coke. I remember liking port quite young because that's mm. so like. Mm like fruity flavory. Mm. I remember things like wine and stuff like that being a real disappointment for ages because you're like, this doesn't taste of anything you told me it tasted like. It yeah, just no wrong vessel. Wine. Wrong vessel, Laura. Yeah. Shouldn't have it in a sippy cup. No. Shouldn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> wrong vessel. Um, where did you grow up then? Somerset. Somerset. So, oh, no, oh. But, so not even the cider. No, I don't remember having like local cider stuff. I remember having white lightning, like when oh. we'd go away camping or we'd just go to somebody's field and sort of hang out and there'd always be those big bottles of Frosty Jacks and white lightning. But I remember being quite scared of that sort of alcohol because that was what the people that drank loads and then threw up or passed out drank. So I sort of, I was quite a timid teenager. So that was like what the naughty kids drank. So <laughs> I wouldn't have touched that. We were the naughty kids, Sally. Yeah. <laughs> we, but you'd have had sat... a far better time. I'd have been sat quite <laughs> no, nervous that I was going to miss no, my we mum's just... phone call to tell me she was coming to pick me up. Oh, my mum used to pick me up at quarter to ten outside Ryman's. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's really, dis- that's really nice of your mum to do that. Well, she'd I was make never sure allowed I got home. out. Oh, right. No, uh, I was allowed out. Laura, oh. did you go to university of any shape or form? I did, yeah. I went to Canterbury. I was in Kent. Ooh, and what yeah. did you study? Drama and theatre studies, and then yeah. I did an undergrad in stand-up comedy. Oh, oh. where was that? At Canterbury as well? Kent, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, I didn't know Ooh, they sort did of that. studied like humor theory and the history of comedy and um like the psychology of laughter and all that sort of <gasps> stuff. I oh, loved you've, it. You've really done it properly. Oh, I just I, well, that's how I got into comedy. I never wanted to be a comedian, but I I found that really fascinating. And you you studied sort of like there's no like proven theory as to why humans laugh because obviously babies don't laugh. They cry immediately but you learn to laugh and it's a social thing and we think of laughter as like oh so if something funny happens you laugh but it isn't we actually laugh to show that we're nice or like oh I understand you (laughs) you know we use it way more for tone in a conversation than we do for going you are funny ha 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 so but people just don't study it very much because it's not like tragedy you know like you know like the best actress is never a comedy performance we really undervalue it so I studied it all for my degree um and then as part of the course you had to do 10 gigs and then like do a bit of a, a um what's it called like a portfolio of how the gigs went and what the circumstances in the room did to affect how everyone did at the gig, you know, like was it high ceiling, low ceiling, were the people packed in together, was the front row empty, all that stuff that we walk into a gig, oh, this is going to be dog shit because of X, Y, and Z. We were like getting our heads around sort of like studying that Mm. and kind of going, well, what is it about being pressed in in the dark that makes the crowd laugh more? And, you know, like we know that if it's 10 people in a room of 150, they behave totally differently to if they were 150 in 150. Those same 10 people would 
behave differently and I suppose you feel more isolated so you laugh less so is laughter a vulnerable thing to do even though we like doing it like all that kind of stuff I just loved it and then I did I think I did something like 40 gigs instead of 10 because I was like well I'm never going to stop doing this this is the best oh do you know I I didn't even think that you could you know I've got friends that have done stand-up at university because it was like the bit of the degree that they could just bunk off for a bit but you actually had a proper teacher and everything because I yeah. know people that actually teach it. And I think, I wouldn't even trust you to brush your hair in the morning, <laughs> let alone teach. <laughs> That's amazing. And did you do, did you learn like about, have you ever done gigs drunk? So when you were at uni, did you do anything, any research whilst drunk? Did they teach you? No, don't do your gigs drunk. No. We played Ooh. about, um, I remember gigging really early hungover. And like, I hated that because gigging, you remember when you used to like gigging and it was actually yes. like, oh my God, I love it. Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh, I really ruined that for myself because I wasn't in the mood for it. And it was like, you know, my gig that week, you know, and I was, and I was annoyed. So I was like, okay, I don't want to do it hungover because my persona is too high energy and fun. And like, you know, I'm quite lively. So if I'm hungover, it just, none of the jokes come out the same. I, I can't really be like moody and low-key on stage it doesn't yeah. work at all so but no drunk I've gigged drunk once um because I I it was um oh my god spank in Edinburgh uh-huh and it was uh... my day off and so I'd gone out for dinner with my husband Tom and Nick Page comedian and um and then I'd had at least a bottle of wine with dinner and then Corey texted and said, can you do spank? And I said, I've had a bottle of wine. I can't. And she said, if you come and do the gig, I'll give you another bottle of wine. So I said, okay. So carried on drinking for another couple of hours and then went and did spank. And I remember just lying on the floor for part of that gig. (laughs) (laughs) But then there was, there was a whole bit of material I got out of it because I came off stage and Tom went, I've never heard you do that WhatsApp bit before. And I was like, what WhatsApp bit? I hate WhatsApp. (laughs) And I just, just spurted off a load of stuff about WhatsApp and thankfully Nick watching had remembered what I'd said and like gave it back to me and then and I he had, had a routine about WhatsApp. Yeah. Really had just oh. drunkenly gone the fucking eight WhatsApp and yeah, messed oh. up. Was quite- and so actually drinking before a gig turns out is a good thing. Yes. Yeah. Let's all rely oh. on it from now on. Yeah, and therein <laughs> lies the lesson. I yeah. did, back to the university thing, I did a module, what um, what Lou described as just bunking off for, but I didn't yeah. bunk off. I loved it. I did a module in stand-up comedy with Hugh Thomas, who used to regularly compare at the King's Head in Crouch End. That was his club. And he was our teacher. And he was fantastic. And he kind of, like, his enthusiasm and knowledge really made me want to do it mm. as well. and just and the same as you like I got on the stage and went oh yeah all on my own on a stage I haven't got anybody yeah. relying on me I'm not gonna fuck up anybody else's um I'm only gonna fuck up my own gig if it goes yeah. wrong I'm not gonna muck up anybody else's play <laughs> no and I don't have to go to three weeks of rehearsals for yes. three nights of performing you just cut all the rehearsal bit and just perform it's yeah. perfect yeah 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 mm. absolutely so Laura Laura, you must have some other drunks. I mean, you've already given us a couple, actually, but some drunk, good drunk stories um, from your past. Would yeah. Would like share with the group? The one that really sticks out in my head is going to see my housemate at uni's play. She directed it. This housemate is now my agent. Um, uh, and um, 
I didn't know that, that she was going to turn out to be very important at the time. So I'd gone out and got <laughs> wasted. And then I was like, no, I have to go and see her play because it had already been on for four days. And you know, when you haven't gone, you haven't gone. So you're like, no, I have to go today now, but I'm hammered. And then I remember sitting in the auditorium reading the like playbill thing and then someone pointing out to me that I had it on a blank page and I wasn't <laughs> reading anything. And then I watched the first half and I thought, I'm just going to go to the toilet before the second half. And then I remember my housemate finding me asleep on the toilet floor um, either still in that middle interval or at the end of the play, someone had said, oh, your housemate didn't make it back in. And then I I don't know how I got home. I assume some sort of taxi. At <laughs> least I went home. But I, I remember that one. Also remember one night going out and throwing up in my handbag on the way oh, home. Right. And then getting home and just putting that handbag in a cupboard. Oh no. And then I woke up the next morning. I was like, the room is tidy. I didn't like make a mess anywhere. And then about three weeks later, finding uh, that handbag and going like, uh, the bin for that. That's dead to me now. Uh, Did you leave anything important in the handbag? No, I think I'd taken everything out of it. Oh, to that's puke that's in it. To puke in it. Wow, clever. Yeah. Yeah. That's done amazing. quite well. How did your housemate and now agent, how did she take to you not watching the whole play or certainly not taking it in? She was chill about it because she was on the hockey team. So she'd had way more drunk nights than than I had. And she was wow. a much better drinker than me. So I think she was, She I don't remember her being mad at me about it. That wasn't, no, I don't think we fell out over it. So it was all right. Because I think because I'd made the effort, I'd gone there, you know. Yeah. And if you know Kent University, it's at the top of a big old hill. You can't just stumble in casually. You have to go. And I'd gone. So I think I think that won me grace period that I really had tried. I don't, I, I can't go to watch things like cinema or theatre or anything drunk because I remember nothing. It was bad enough mm. anyway in my memory, but I remember nothing. And when they brought the Everyman to Bristol, you know, these lovely cinemas, that the Everyman cinema chain, and they have the sofas and they serve wine. They started serving wine in the cinema and they bring you a glass of wine or a bottle of wine. Then I'd never remember. I think I'd be like, oh, this is a brilliant film. Oh, isn't it great? Let's have some more wine. And I'd watch the whole film thinking, but then... I, I have no memory of some of the films I've been to see because no. I'm just pissed. Mm. No, I'm a hundred percent the same. I I struggle to focus on. And now, if I have a glass of wine, I just go to sleep. Oh, oh. you need to come get glasses of wine. With yeah, the, I might be we'll drinking with on. the wrong people, but I yeah. just I get so sleepy with booze now. No, no you we'll, wouldn't. We'll in dance. Sally's house. No. no, we'll dance. There's we'll always dance. dancing, isn't there? Sally? Yeah, always dancing. Yeah, Sally yeah, always welcome. films herself dancing, <laughs> and I'm I'm normally in the background, yeah. sort of getting in the way, trying to <laughs> trying to look sexy. But Sally's always giving it all this in front of the camera. And I, I think you really did miss your vocation in life, didn't you, Sal? <laughs> you could have been the fourth member. You could have been Banana Rama Rama Rama. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. I'd love to be with Banana Rama Rama Rama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. What's um, <laughs> what's your guilty pleasure drink then? So if this is like you go to, I'm on a train journey, I've grabbed my Marks and Spencer's cans. What's your guilty pleasure drink? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, she sprung that out. Like, I know, I don't know where I wasn't came expecting from. that either. Hello. I don't Can know where that's a journalist. <laughs> um, do you know what I reckon? I, uh, it's an espresso martini. Ooh. 
because I love them, but they give me they're like bottled anxiety I don't drink coffee so they're my only source of coffee and and I just feel horrific after them but I love them Mm. and then once I've had one I always want a second one so then I've had two espressos and for somebody that doesn't drink coffee to do that you know uh, they like you feel the heartbeat in your neck Yeah, yeah 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 like you just feel like your entire body's pulsating. Yeah. And then I'm like, God, like I already get the the next day, like paranoia that everyone hates me whenever I drink. But espresso martini brings it right there to then while I'm still yeah. drunk. You know, it's not even hangover paranoia. It's like current paranoia. Do you get that just... sort of when you just keep talking as well when you're on these kind of espresso martinis and you're talking to somebody and you're thinking... I don't know how to stop talking. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I really want to I really want to just be like an hour ago when yeah. I wasn't like this and and, and and maybe made a different choice and gone home or something. Yeah. But, but now I I'm still talking. I'm still talking. And it's always the worst <laughs> subject, isn't it? I've always like, what I'll tell them deeply about my relationship with my mum or something. Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. think, why have you done this? This person doesn't care. No, you don't even just... know if this is how you feel. Why are you declaring this? Yeah, to... no. Oh God. And the poor what? waiters just trying to get you get away from you. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very recent one of that. Um, a friend's 50th birthday party and I I don't know what I was I was must have been over nervous or something because I, I don't really do that well at parties believe it or not and I was sort of jabbering away jabber 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 <laughs> I don't remember anything and then I got um a Facebook message from my friend's nephew that said oh can you give me that fella's email address that you were talking about <laughs> And I don't know what he's talking about. So I was like, oh, um, sure. Uh, remind me again, which fellow was I talking to you about? And There's he, a lot of people. That yeah. I and he said, you know, the bloke you said you took me up with in the music industry. <laughs> I don't know anyone in the music industry. Brilliant. So I think, and according to my friend, I had told her nephew that my partner's brother was a music producer mm-hmm. and that I could get him famous wow mm. did you did you give any email address across or did you just have to say sorry no. about me no I didn't I said do you know what I'm gonna pass your email address on to him okay and Smart. he can look you up and if he likes what you do then he will get in touch with you so now you've made this poor kid feel bad about himself that this person didn't like what he did yeah. he's probably doubting his whole musical output now based on a fictional guy that doesn't have his email yeah address. yeah you're yeah oh, lou. no lou now you need to set up an email that is this other guy and start like catfishing oh, him pretending yes. to be a music industry bod from oh, the states, just... do do like an email address from the states as well. Oh, like whatever that. It's out yeah. of control now, isn't it? It's out of control. <laughs> this is where one line just leads to another, leads to another, and there's going to is... be a documentary about you on yeah, Netflix yeah. in two years. Oh, God, well, it's at least if, if there was, then at least that'd be one way of getting on the telly, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's uh, Lou Conran, and yes. the con is in big red capitals. Oh, it would be Delu did yes. con. Yeah. <laughs> 
oh no Lou and then you, you'll have a few espresso martinis before it's on so that you can be really anxious while you're yeah. watching it. you're gonna Sally's gonna be there being interviewed every other talking yeah. heads just Sally there going I knew it was all coming I knew what this behavior would do. well having a chat and an interview was dancing to <laughs> banana rama yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know you've got to go to prison you're like that. Oh. You'll be seeing me off. Yeah. Laura will be in the background and all you'll hear is Tim's jabbering away in the background. You'll have your Mats and Spencer stuff in your bag. And I'll be going to prison for being a con man. I'll look after your husband while you're away, Lou. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he'd probably enjoy that. Well, you know, it'll be when you it would be over your wedding day as well. You'll be in prison. So I'll have to step in and marry him. Oh, the whole world's changed, Lou. Yeah. Oh God! Could you marry a shorter man? Um, could I marry a shorter man? Well, you went very serious there. Yes, I did. Oh. I? Yeah. I like that you're thinking about the practicalities now. I just yeah. do that. <laughs> You've got to know, haven't you? I'm not Any sure. Really I'm not sure that I really want to marry your husband to be. But could Ooh. I marry a shorter man? Yes, I suppose. If I loved them, yes, I could. I suppose. I don't yeah. know. How, how tall is your husband, um, Laura? Is he taller tall. or shorter? Yeah, he's tall. six three. Oh, that's oh. tall. And how oh, tall right. are you? Five foot. We look so stupid together. Well, that's cute, though, isn't it? That's true. Do, like, do you put your hand up like when you're walking like that? Does it look like? <laughs> Hello, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was I saying that to him last night. So we were watching this TV show, and there's a couple with a height difference. And I was like, I always think couples with a height difference look really stupid. And then I remember that is us mm. <laughs> massively. And you're like, oh god, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why I dislike it because I'm like, every hug we have is like. Hello. <laughs> he, has, he has to put you on like a rucksack. Yeah. Well, I, I have a little stepping stool in the kitchen to reach the cupboard. So I quite like hugging on that because then, you know, you actually get your heads to the same height. Like when I hug him, my eyes are under his nipples. Like that's weird. That's not right, is it? What you could have you ever sort of like put lipstick on his nipples and then <laughs> gone in and seen where they touch your head? Have you ever done I've that? never done that, Lou. No. no, no could no. you do that, please, and get back to me on it? Does he, does he sometimes have to pick you up and put you over his shoulder, though? Like, sort of like almost like a baby. Really. Well, I have that short person hatred of being picked up because okay. it happens all the time. Yeah. So I hate it, happens less now. I've put on lots of weight. So that's good. I've kept myself grounded. But it's a thing. People just just pick you up to hug you and you go I didn't want to leave the floor today mm. like put me back down it's it's an annoyance I'm an I'm an adult I can yeah, talk to you yeah from here. yeah I can I can I think when you're short people do assume you're a lot younger like and and like I get ID'd all the time and my hair is gray I don't look like under my age I look 36 like but I get ID'd all the time and I think it is just height people go you couldn't possibly be full grown <laughs> on, <laughs> on a tram in Adelaide this year um uh myself and my gentleman caller had a very similar thing where we were ID'd and asked for our pensioner tram car <gasps> Wow. Love that. Uh So they think you're like short because you've shrunk to that height. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Never told me that. I was so happy I've got it. I was I've got that knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Laura, you you got married. Did you have booze at your wedding? Yeah, we did bring your own booze. Mm. And what did we we just got married in a field, sort of it was all quite DIY. So we just there was no bar and there was no Oh, it just seemed like a pain. So we had yeah. table wine and then just bring your own booze. So, you know, everybody brought their own tipple and 
it's quite nice. The one that stands out is again Nick Page. Um, mm. he's one of my best friends. Him and his wife turned up with these massive flagons of rum, and oh. now we still have friends that because you know you have friends in different pods, so they're sort of you know they live over in the southwest, and they you know are Brighton friends. So whenever we're like, oh, we're going to see Nick and Alice, you know the rum people, and they're just sort of in canonical law as the rum people now, in our in our in the rest of our friend tribes. <laughs> Flagons of rum, though. That's yeah, great. For the listener, Nick Page is um, I, a big comedian. Like yes, as in, like as in statue, as in size. I like to refer to him sometimes as Igor. He yeah. has the hands. He's got Prince Charles's hands. He's got the sausage finger hands. He Huge. looks like yeah. He looks like a farmer. He he probably sounds was, like one. Yeah, was a farmer in a previous life. A landowner, though. A landowner. I don't think yes. he's on. I don't think he's like on the. You know what? Whatever the, the whatever they're called. Tractor. Yeah, on the land. No. On the, think of the word. No. He's the land. He's the squire, um, isn't he? Right. Yeah. Squire. Yeah. Oh, that's Nick a good Page word. Squire. Yeah. Mm. He loves a ride on mower. He's he's, oh, just, yeah. he's one of my best friends. I love Nick mm. and. Uh, He's just, yeah, it's it's very right for him to turn up with a flagon of rum. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. also in his hands, that would have looked just like a yeah, tiny little teacup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the giant, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. The top of the beanstalk. If That's that why bean... you didn't get married in a building because Nick hasn't <laughs> been able to fit. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be. With just the sky as a ceiling. <laughs> Nick should be on hand to open all jars, shouldn't he? He should, he's yeah. like, he's the jar opener. He there is he really goes. strong. He's kind of yeah. crazy strong. Laura, tell us some more drunk stories, please. I had a drunken night out a couple of years ago. I think it was the summer I moved in here. And we had some friends over for garden drinks. You know, those oh, ones where they're civilized. There's... Well, I always think they're the drinks that go the worst slash best are the ones where you don't move so you don't have a chance to measure how drunk you've got you know you're like I've not left this chair so I haven't seen how unsteady I've got on my feet um, we had this couple over and I remember Tom my husband him and my friend got really into loads of trance music they were like getting all trancey and then me and the other friend he'd got hiccups and we were trying to fix them. And in the end, we were just squirting mayonnaise out of the bottle into his mouth. Like he was just lying back with his mouth open. And I was just standing over him, like filling his mouth with mayonnaise because we were absolutely sure that that would cure hiccups. <laughs> you sound and like, the way you're describing it, it sounds like somebody who's telling me their dream from last night. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was mayonnaise. <laughs> We melted, we melted all the astroturf in the back garden that oh, we'd no. inherited from the previous owners because we, we had this like fire pit thing, but it was up, but it had a metal tray under it to catch the cinders. But we'd sort of forgotten that that would heat up. So oh. now we've got this perfect square of meltedness where we just melted that into a flat bit. It's really like every time you go out there, now you're like, yeah, we we ruined that within a week of living in this. <laughs> <sighs> Good times. You could you could put paving slabs on it though, and then that could be the area where you do that yeah. in the future. I mean, it's a very small back garden. If we were to right. put a paving slab over that bit, <laughs> we'd have to just pave the whole thing. Which eventually I want to do because astroturf isn't the dream, is it? It's not the. No. N- it's not. It's not what I'd love. But yeah, um, 
paving yeah can you melt paving slabs probably not they're probably just a better more fireproof idea aren't they they're pretty hardy a paving yeah, slab. i mean they yeah. can crack they can crack can't they but that's yeah that's what that's what, i'm afraid i'm at the end of my knowledge <laughs> really <laughs> sally oh, God. you're all waiting for some more paving slabs <laughs> can, I, can i refer back to your wedding uh, please, Laura, if you mm. don't mind. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but somebody amongst us is getting married. Thanks. We're going to get people to bring their own booze because mm. that's easier then, isn't it? If yeah. people provide their own booze, then they can drink what they want. And if they run out, it's their fault. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, already she's predicted what oh. she's going to say to people when they've run out. Well, that's yeah, your I... fault. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm already predicting that Sally will go around minesweeping. Mm. So that's... So that will happen. Did people run out of booze or was there too much left over? Because what I'm thinking of is people, if they leave some stuff over, I can make a profit on this. So... I think there was stuff left over. Yeah. Good, I don't Sally. think we you ran out. That. And we yeah. got, yeah, I don't, I don't remember there being stuff left over because everybody shares as well, you know, and we'd oh, stuck sure. wine on the table. So by the time you've had half a bottle with dinner, you're on your way. And then, yeah. you know, people were, Topping up, but I think people sort of overbrought with them because mm. you you just assume you'll drink, you know, way more than you do. And also, no. how how old were you when you got married, Laura? Twenty eight. Oh, okay. I thought you were, thought it was yeah because but then but you're an adult and you're working and stuff at that age, and I think people see that as oh my god, we're going out, and it's going to be a load of fun. Just get more, just get as much yeah. as you can bring. But I think also I think bring your own booze is so much better because if you spend thirty quid on booze in the supermarket, you've got quite a lot of booze. Whereas yeah. if you spend thirty quid at the bar, you've got maybe six drinks if, if you're that. lucky. Yeah. So. Like you can get a lot more. So when you're there and you're like, oh, okay, it's for a whole wedding. Like, what would my yeah. booze think? People all bring 40, 50 quids worth of booze, probably, if it's yes. a booze wedding. If not a bit more, because that's the starters. That's day one. This is yeah. a three day wedding. I'm having a three day wedding. And nowadays there's Deliveroo for booze. You know, you can oh, get it yeah. delivered to the thing. So just check I'm that just they deliver that to down. the venue and then you can just top up if it's all going Deliveroo. a bit tip hot. Mm. Booze. Now, also, what I also need to know, Laura, is did anybody have any fights at your wedding? I need to know this. Oh, she's doing research for her I own. I don't she's believe you... we did. We got a drone stuck in the tree and we found a mystery pair of pants by the campfire the next morning. <gasps> oh, brilliant. Did you ever but find out whose they were? I never did. I never, were they ladies' did. pants or gentlemen's? No, they were gentlemen's pants. Somebody but shat themselves. No gentlemen in a bush, did they belong they? to. But you wouldn't oh. leave the pants then, would you? No, and also they would have had shit in them, surely. <laughs> You would what think. colour were they? I think Blue. they were black. Well, then you wouldn't know. Mm, do you think? Well, be, well, poo. I mean, I don't know. Poo. Who is I don't know what colour your poo is, Lou. Green, most of the time. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, any more oh, questions sorry. about weddings, Lou? Well, no, I mean, I, just I, I mean it's a podcast know. about drinking, but, you know, Lou's, yes, Lou's getting her questions look, answered. Well, there is drinking. We have an expert. At, at the wedding, and I need to know these things. I, very, I was at a wedding very recently and I was flabbergasted, Laura, as to the price of the booze at the bar. Yeah. Were you? Tell yes. us more, Lou. No, that's it. That's all I've got. That's... But no, but no um, examples? No. I, I have no examples because I, I say I was flabbergasted at the price of the drinks at the bar, but I did not buy any. <laughs> so... <Yeah. laughs> 
So that's what you just when you... stood there being flabbergasted on everyone else's behalf. Yes, you... I yes, and I was. Well, my pockets uh... are too long. I can't reach my money. <laughs> what do you mean it's cash cashless, <laughs> Sally? Well, should we do the quick fire round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to do it? Go on, you do it. Well, can you do the intro music, please? Oh yeah. Dum, 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 dum. What was that? It's the intro music, Lou. <laughs> so sorry, Laura. Right. It reminded me of Mastermind. I liked it. You were on that. Did you win? No. Oh. What was your topic? McGowan. Um, History of comedy. Um, Alternative comedy. Should have. You'd have whisked that though, wouldn't you? Yeah. I smashed my subject, but I couldn't remember who fucking Levi Roots was. So. Oh no, reggae, 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 reggae sauce. Then I spent like fifteen seconds going, "What is his name?" And then remembered to just say pass and carry on with the bloody quiz. Uh, sorry about that. I'm glad that you're over it though. That's the yeah. main thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Quick fire, quick fire quiz. You can't get any questions wrong all this. Okay. okay. On this. Okay. Right, ready. Da, 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 da. I've done the music. <laughs> da, 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 da. Red or dun, white? Dun, dun, dun. Red. Thank you. Fizz or flat? Fizz. Coke or heroin? Oh god, um, <laughs> heroin. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Shoes <laughs> or bare feet? Bare feet. Marks or Spencer? Spencer. Cocktail or wine? Cocktail. Comedy or books? Right. Oh, comedy. Improv or script? Improv. Crisps or nuts? Crisps. Sally or Lou? Oh, both. Oh, as I said, can't <laughs> get this wrong. Can't get it wrong. Fifty points. Thank you. People, people have chosen one or the other, you know. Really? Me yeah. people, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. horrific. Yes, it is, yeah. Um, I think we haven't done the tally, but I think we're probably neck and neck with favourites. Maybe lose slightly in I don't head. think I am, because recently she does it's pay all been people. about you. Yeah, people like me, though, Lou. Mm. Mm. I but, think uh, what, it, what it is is because I'm, I'm, I'm getting married now. Because you're old, because you're a pensioner, according to the Australian law. Oh, well, there you go. There's one thing she's never going to get bloody leave alone, are you, Sally? Look at her, you cocky little bastard. can't believe that. Just striking Sally off my wedding guest list. There we go. Thank you. But now who's going to DJ? Oh, that's true. Well, we're not having a DJ. Oh, did you tell Sally that before you invited her? (laughs) Bananarama. And obviously my tunes. <laughs> if you could just do that all night, that'd be great. Because I will, you know. I know. I will. Yeah. Sally, went, I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but Sally went to somebody's cardigan once, and what did you steal off the bride? Went to somebody's wedding. Went to uh, cardigan. <laughs> did you hear yourself? <laughs> I mean, Sally went to what somebody, up to somebody's, somebody's cardigan. cardigan. <laughs> What did you steal? I mean, it was a cardigan at a wedding, Lou. Maybe it was that. <laughs> oh, God, please help me. Send help, Laura. This is your future. This is what you've got to look forward to. I didn't was it a cardigan? The, the bride had this lovely sort of feather. Now, what do you call those? Like like a little shawl. Oh, it was lovely. Mm. Before she knew I had that on dancing, and then I went, oh, should I put that person's shoes on? And my partner at the time just went, no, you don't need to put everyone else's clothes on, Sally. <laughs> and I went, oh, shut up. And I just went and put this random person's shoes on and I danced. That was that, That's the end of that story. It was ever so nice. 
Sally's going to wear a wedding dress at my wedding. Oh, That's what I'm going to wear. That's what I've decided. Yeah. Well, she's just yeah. going to take yours off you halfway through. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm going to wear yet. But anyway, this is sorry. It's not Did you wear the a... wedding? Oh, not till next year. But, you know. Okay, yeah, you've got time. Yeah. Hey, Did here's you wear... the thing. Oh, yeah. Make sure that your venue has a toilet that is accessible to the dress that you're wearing. Oh, that's, that's that comes from experience. Getting a big old fancy tell. one. or like Because we got married, like I say, it was a field. So we had to make sure that there was like a slightly nicer than average portaloo that I could reverse up into in a long dress, you know? Because you don't want to be getting in a standard portaloo with a bridesmaid holding your dress up. You want mm. a bit of space. Or a nappy. I'll yes. do that. Yes. I'll do that. Do that. Yeah. yeah, no one's going to tell under all that. And also, it's, it's your day. It's the bride's day. You Shit yourself do... if you want to. Yeah, it's your, <laughs> it's your day. day. And you could that can be part of the rules as we come in. You must not mention anything about me shishing myself today. <laughs> no one's allowed. Just I'll just or do a any day from now on. Yeah, I'll do bridesmaids. I'll just sit in the middle of the hall, and I'll go, yeah. "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Did Sally... you? Uh... Sorry. in a sink next to me while I'm... <laughs> it's coming out of me like lava <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you wear a white dress for your wedding laura were you the... yeah like ivory white ish though i think it wasn't like white 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 and that did you do the vows and things <laughs> it doesn't work that well it's good to work it's good to bear that in mind with skin tone isn't it for sure. oh yes very did... important yeah we did all the vows and stuff we did the registry office thing but they can make those nice now so you get all the fancy bit without the god bit because that yeah. wasn't to our I might, taste i might wear a brown wedding dress because That's of the poo. An interesting yeah. choice more drunk stories laura please thank you sorry it's all gone very wedding and that's very boring for a lot no, of people. No, it's nice. Mm. Um, it's nice to hear. See, my husband is the person that hates it the most when I'm drunk, especially if we have to get home from anywhere. Because oh, when I'm us. drunk, I love to talk to inanimate objects. Yeah. And his favourite story to tell is like trying to walk me home from town and I stopped and cuddled a bin because mm. I just decided it was lonely. And, you know, and you're like, it just stands here all day by itself. And he's just he's just there like, how are you like this after <laughs> after wine? Like, why can't we just or if I find a shoe that's on its own or something in the street, that will really upset me. Mm. And then he'll have to talk to me for 20 minutes about how the shoe got there. And no, probably nobody's dead. And that's why the shoe's there. And it's probably not going to be a house for a dormouse in a little while. Like, don't worry. And but I it just might be Cinderella's. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm on your side in this. Yeah. There's so many possibilities and you don't see the possibilities of the world until you're half cut and he's trying to navigate you through traffic. And you've but... got time then, haven't you? You're like, I'm yeah. drunk. Time has stood still. I'm going to I'm going to contemplate the history of this shoe and who it belongs yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, I get very things are very important when I'm drunk. It's very mm. important that we like deliberate about the entire world. He feels less so. <laughs> yeah. Are you a happy drunk? I get the impression you're a happy drunk. Very much depends. Right. Very much depends. On the... I have been a happy drunk. I have been an absolutely miserable, busted drunk. I think the last time I got really, really drunk was a couple of months ago now. And I was really stressed about a lot of things. And then I'd supported 
Jason Manford that night at the Brighton Centre, which was a really lovely night for me because it's local gig. And you know when you get to support a big name and you do big room and you just you feel like a million pounds. And then so lots of my friends had come to the show and then we'd all gone out afterwards. And then I think Tom and I had had a squabble about something. He didn't know, but <laughs> I <just> got <laughs> furious about a very minor thing. So I decided I was not going home that night. And I went to my friend's house and just apparently just walked in her door and took all my clothes off and lay on the sofa because I didn't want my waistband on anymore. And I'd bought like <laughs> nine packets of crisps on the way home. So I was just like lying on her sofa in my pants and T-shirt, eating crisps that were just on the floor at the site, you know, like shoveling them in and then chose a terrible film for us to watch. But was like, it's got Jennifer Aniston in it, so it can't be that bad. It was. I can't remember what it was now, but it was pretty bad. And um. Oh, God. And then, you know, when you wake up the next morning, you can't quite work out where you are. And you're like, oh, mate, I am so sorry for like completely derailing. Did you want me to stay over last night? Because at some point I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back, Laura. I think actually you're a liability when you're driving. <laughs> you're I swing person. wildly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you never know which Laura you're going to get. Never, is- ever. Just, that's the luck of the draw if you decide to go drinking with Laura Lex. Absolutely. Are you, affected by, are you affected by the drink of choice? Like vodka makes me slightly angry and violent. Gin I'm fine with. It doesn't generally make me cry. White wine turns me into a lunatic. Red wine, I fall asleep. Is there... A particular drink that makes <laughs> really makes me feel like yeah. a poem. Oh, it sounds like a poem. <laughs> I am Tim Key. Yeah, I think white wine on an empty stomach is the one that's most likely to send me into orbit, like mm. just a violently horrible person. I think. Oh. Um, I don't think like vodka's fine. I don't really drink beer particularly. I can't get enough beer into my body without just being peeing all the time to get drunk. Mm. I don't understand how people do it. Um, red wine just tastes so miserable. I can't drink it. <laughs> red wine um, tastes miserable. It's <laughs> such a like, oh, it's, it always just looks so amazing and clever. And then when you drink it, you're like, Ugh, it's so warm. and horrible. Wrong glass, Laura. Wrong, Wrong glass. glass. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I always wish it was port or cherryade or something. I'm mm. like, just be a bit more red flavoured. You're so like brown and sad. Mm. Yeah. Oh, put it with the bin and the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and cuddle them all. <laughs> Poor Do you know what I've realised is that night where I took my trousers off, I'd had three espresso martinis. Oh. No wonder I got furious with oh. Tom for not, I can't remember what he did. I think he just didn't park where I wanted him to <laughs> God. I am so just tempestuous when, well, all the time, but <laughs> it's exacerbated when under the influence. And it's good fun, though, isn't it? It's good. I don't nice know friends. whether a, have you ever had a big Barney Sally when you've been drunk, or you just, you just, yeah, I think, but feel. not for a long, long time with an ex and the similar sort of thing. I don't remember what he did, but I just, He'd obviously done something that I was harboring and it annoyed me. Something really minor like that, like mm. I sort of parked in the wrong place or something. And I just I just let off. I remember I was in my 20s and he'd come to Oxford to visit me. And I we went out drinking and I just I just had a go at him for no, you know, like he'd done nothing. <laughs> he'd just perhaps said one wrong thing and I was at his throat. But not for a long time. I haven't done. 
Thank God. More. Maybe soon. Maybe at your yeah. wedding. Luke. You're due oh, one. You two yeah. should have a big falling out at the wedding and make it the season finale, you know? And yeah. then at the at the housewives reunion, you can like dissect where it all went wrong. But neither of us would remember, would we? No. <laughs> I'll play Andy Cohen for you and okay. I'll sit in the middle and go, let's take a look at the footage. And okay. then we'll just go back to right. Sally mind sweeping and dancing about in some clogs she's found that yes. I'm giving a personality to. Yes. Sounds like Clogs. a good night. I think yeah, we should do great. Clogs have oh, got a personality, Laura. I think you're absolutely correct. I think you're See, I think that's correct. the thing. If the three of us got smashed together, we'd just mm. be sat around the table, like coming up with personalities for each of the beer mats and it would just, we'd have an entire soap opera just from what we could see in the pub yeah. by the end of it. And then yeah, we'd probably. stand up because we hadn't moved and we'd yeah. be smashed, wouldn't we? Because we'd be yeah. stationary for three hours drinking. Yeah. That's the worst bit when it sloshes and you go, yeah. God, there's got to be food on my way home now to stop this sloshing. Mm. Yeah. Greasy food on the way back. Yeah. Yes, the best thing. Yeah. Laura, before we um, wrap up, have you got any last drunk stories you want to tell or share with the group? Don't worry mm. if you haven't. Have I? One of my very worst ones I remember was in Hyde Park. And at the time I had like an office job that I hated and we'd gone to Hyde Park and I was the only girl on the sales team. So I was drinking pints of cider, keeping up with the um, boys drinking beer and I got so drunk. And then my boss like let me sleep at his house and I woke up the next morning and was like, what's that on the pillow next to me? And it was a big pile of noodles that I'd thrown up in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just like mounded on the pillow, which is so dangerous thinking about it because I could have easily choked on that. Like that is horrendously dangerous. But just, and then that awful thing of being an, a functioning adult staying in someone else's house and having to take all the bedding off the bed because you've been an absolute liability. Like, oh, <laughs> Did they come out exactly as they went in then? Yeah, like, because I, I think they'd only been in about 15 minutes before they yeah. came back out again, you know? I, I might have been tempted to just re-eat this, them. Yeah, oh, them. no. no, no, no. <laughs> how, did you, how did your boss take it? Were they okay about it? I think he was all right about it. He was quite chill. And I think he probably knew that that was coming at the time he said, don't go home, come back to my house, because I probably would have choked on noodles had I gone home alone. Mm-hmm. So him and his wife... And I think they had like a four-week-old baby at the time. Oh, and I just, yeah. you know, when you're like, like this was, I must oh. have been about 24-ish and just desperately unhappy in my day job. But comedy paid like minus money. You know, those years where you're like, yeah, I'll go to Wolverhampton for 20 quid. And yeah. so you're like leaving the office at six, go in the car share, do the gig, come home, get in at one or two, get up at six to go back to the office. And oh, so just a really miserable time in life. So like, I, I think those were my drunkest years because I worked in Canary Wharf as well. So you'd just, you'd finish on a Friday and and all you had to do really was go and sit in the bar and talk. And, and obviously I didn't want to be in that world at all. So it was just like, oh, mm. miserable. It was at, never happy drinking. I used to work at Canary Wharf as a waiter. Did you used to go to places like Corny and Barrow and the oh, probably, picture and piano yeah. and the slug yeah. and lettuce, yeah. all those ones along the water. Yeah, I worked at South Quay just opposite that and, mm. and all the bars down there. And you'd go out on a Friday night and everybody spent money that you'd think like, I'm just not earning money like this. And then you sort of slowly start to realise no one is, but you have to spend 
to keep up. So you'd get in a round and then you'd be like, that was 80 quid or something. And I've only got 600 pounds a month to do everything with. Yeah. Like, oh, it was all, I hated it so much. I remember getting, because I remember there was this customer at the pizza restaurant I worked in and he was quite odd and quite rude, very, very rude all the time. And I was so drunk in one of those pubs in Canary Wharf after work. It was it's very much Monday to Friday daytime working, isn't it there? Even the, so it was quite good mm. as a waiter to have those hours. Um, but And I saw him in the pub and I was with my friend Celeste and I was like, oh, there's, his name was Patrick, I think. And I went over and I was drunk and I had a go at him for being rude. And then he's like, well, I'm going to go. And I went, we're going to come to your house. And, um, and, I, and I got him <laughs> to hit the cab with <laughs> And he opened the door and he said to the driver, they're not coming. And I went, yes, we are. And I got me and my friend into the cab. And then we went to his house. I just sort of have a vague memory of him saying to the cab driver, they're not getting out. And I went, yes, we're getting out. And then come on, let us in. And then we went to his house. <laughs> and then I just opened his wardrobe to find out what, he, what his clothes looked like. Jumped up and down on his bed, demanded more booze. And then my friend said to me, Sally, um, I've got a really bad period. Can we just go? <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, oh, that's the end of that. That was a lot of fun. And that's Canary Wharf drinking for you. There we yeah. go. I love mm-hmm. that you just lived out a revenge fantasy. That oh, was great. I didn't well done. give a shit. He You've was done so that rude. for waitresses everywhere. Yeah. He was awful. If she'd have been that devoted, she'd have smeared her period everywhere in that room before she. Oh, left. she no. didn't have. The, she didn't have the issue. It was me. It was so rude oh. all the time. She didn't really care. She's like, oh god, I just want to go. That's a sign of what a good friend you are, Lou. That you would do that for somebody else's annoyance <laughs> at work. <laughs> well, listen, I'll do anything to help. Criminal damage is Conran. That's the did Conran. <laughs> oh Laura, you've been at so much fun. Thank you for doing this. All we got to decide. Yeah, lovely. We got to decide if you're drunk oh. or a swallow. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole point of the podcast, Laura. We forgot it. Oh. We get too drunk, we forget the point. Um I mean, well, I don't know whether it's because it's a Morrison's one. It is, yeah. Yeah, but um <laughs> it tastes quite synthetic and quite cheap. Now, I'm a fan of your Marks and Spencers, and I would suggest your Marks and Spencers would be a, I can't slurring, would be a far superior quality to the one I've got. But this was only like 20 pence or something. But I was about to say it's a spit, but actually I've drunk most of it. It can't be a spit. No, so it's obviously a swallow. Yeah, mine's a swallow, although I don't think I'd be quick to buy it again, but I do like it. Mm. I, I think it does it. I've just, I was just reading the instru- instructions. <laughs> You're back in your cardigan again, yeah, Sally. No. And I was expecting it to say that that's saccharin, but it's actually sugar because it tastes ah. a little bit saccharine-y. But it's a, it's definitely a swallow for me, for sure. Uh, well, you good really... taste. Yeah. Good taste, everyone. Yeah, well, well done. Well done. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> well Thanks done. That. Like, so experts. if you see me drinking one on a train, you just give me a little nod and say, yeah. well done, Laura. Well yeah. done. Well, have you got two more in your bag? Because it's three for eight pounds. I always will have, unless I've already drunk those two. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Before we let you go, have you got anything you want to plug? Yes, please. Um, so firstly, you're a fan of podcasts. So could you listen to Lex Education, which is where my little baby brother is teaching me GCSE science. Um, uh-huh. And I swear back at him in return because <laughs> it's fucking dull and I hate it. Um, but <laughs> it's very fun. And secondly, my novel, Pivot, about a women's netball team comes out in paperback um, June 2023. So so um, get it and read it as your summer book, because if you want like a really lovely book about women 
finding friendships and playing netball and remember everything you hate about netball. It's just a really nice, easy summer read. So please buy it. Please. Gold shooter. Gold shooter I was. Yes. Oh, <laughs> tall. She's tall. Mm-hmm. And doesn't like running. <laughs> I did what want was... to be goal attack. Centre was the one. I bet you were centre, Laura. I bet you were centre. No, I was goal attack. Goal attack. That's what I wanted yeah. to be. And you're, yeah. and you're short, so you could still yeah. shoot. I wasn't short when I was younger, though. Oh. I was like normal height, and then everybody else carried on, and I just didn't. Mm. I just was the one that just got in the way. They put me wing in the defense. Off. There yes. she is, a there classic wing defense. Yes. <laughs> and oh, nothing, like... it's a nothing position, isn't oh, it? Oh, it is. Yeah. It's just yeah. the stocky girl over there, <laughs> and hope she just gets in the way. That yeah. was me. Yeah. <laughs> Just sort of, it's always the last bib in the pile, isn't it? You're like yeah. wandering off with it. Like, I don't even really know what the wing is. No, like, no. You... Yeah. just it's... down there. Don't you just move. And you've got that tiny bit to move about in, and that's it. Not oh, allowed anywhere worst else. Game. Yeah. Wor- I always thought the centers, that was always the girl Best. that just looked down on everybody else. Yeah. And you'd be like, of course, Chantelle's the center. Mm. She's all. Yeah. She gets uh, all A's in her exams mm, as yeah. well. <laughs> so. Pivot by Laura Lex and also um what was it Lex Education? Lex Education is the, is the, yeah. is the podcast. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been Thank a treat. You. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with us about what you thought about the drinks that we've tried or recommendations of your own or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we are at Lou and Sally. Facebook and TikTok is Spit or Swallow Podcast or email us at spitorswallowpodcast34, that's the numbers 34, at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and leave us a review because this helps other people find us. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spit or swallow podcast where you can find some bonus content. Thanks to Acast for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you lot for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye.